0: this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops and recaps. Now here's Dan.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host Dan Kroll. And this week, like every week, we're gonna spend the next hour talking about anything and everything soaps. This week, though, it's a special hour devoted to One Life to Live. I'm sure everybody out there knows by now that it's been two weeks since One Life to Live aired its final episode on ABC. And there's such a huge void in so many fans' lives. So this week, we're giving you, the fans, the opportunity to call in and share your favorite memories, your favorite characters, your favorite storylines, and maybe even how you started watching One Life to Live in the first place. That's right. It's an entire hour of your calls I always believe that the best way to keep One Life to Live alive, as well as the other soaps that have left us, is to talk about the show, to not be ashamed, to bring it up in conversation, to you know do whatever you can to keep its name alive. And when you do that, we'll be reminding folks that we want these shows. We love these shows. We want them back. We want them to return someday, one way, in some way, shape, or form. I think that's important, especially – Since it looks like the show that is on in One Life to Live's time slot right now is not doing so well. Uh, You can take pleasure in that if you'd like. (laughs) And if you'd like to be a part of today's show, you can head over to your phones and dial in toll-free to 866-472-5788. If, for some reason, you're too shy to talk to me, and I'm not sure why you would be, we've done about 110 episodes of Soap Central Live now, and I don't think that I've bitten anyone yet. Well, at least not on air. Uh, Anyway, if you're phone shy, you can still take part in the show via Twitter by following Soap Central Live. It's all one word. I'll do my best to read your tweets on air, but I do want you guys to call in because that's the fun of the show. That number, again, is 866-472-5788. Now, when the soaps have gone off the air in recent years, they've brought back some of their former stars to help pay tribute to the show. And I've decided, why should the soaps have all the fun? We've dusted off some of our old Two Scoops columnists, and you'll be reading from them on SoapCentral.com in the coming weeks. One of those columnists, Ryan Clements, is here with us on the show to preview his Two Scoops column that's going to be posted this weekend and to talk about his love of all things Landview. Ryan, welcome to Soap Central Live.
2: Hey, Dan. Uh- Thanks for, thanks for having me here. You know, it's funny that you said, uh, you know, it's like old home week because when Don had initially said something to me, I thought, boy, I feel like, uh, you know, John Loprano, some of these other people here who are being asked to the show in their final hours. I mean, uh, it was, it was, it was awesome to be able to have a chance to say something about the show.
1: Well, I have your column in my hands at this moment. And of course, as I mentioned, folks will be able to read it starting Sunday afternoon. On soapcentral.com, but we'll talk about it a little bit now. So let's do the twofold. Sure. We'll start off first how did you start writing columns for soapcentral.com? How long did you write them? And then maybe the more interesting spot of how did you start watching One Life to Live?
2: Well, I think it's in the column there. I mean, the, the column you have is a tome, <laughs> it's a long piece.
1: <laughs> so um,
2: I, I think I addressed this in there. I, I might have. If not, I can remember I was about to take some kids to Costa Rica and someone somewhere must have, have, have sent me a link because you must have been looking for a columnist. And I thought, eh, why not? You know, this might be fun. So I sent in a sample column and went on my trip, got back from the trip, and lo and behold, I started writing. I think it was a week or two after I got back. And uh, it was a good seven years, I think, I put in. Dawn and I were each other's faithful cohorts for that time. So uh, you know, it was a fantastic time. Seven years writing a column, man—it's hard to believe. Phew.
1: And time went fast. I hope
2: it, it, it did. And you know, <laughs> you said it was two weeks since the show went off, and I'm still—I think—I think a lot of people are probably in denial. You know, it feels kind of like maybe it's an extended Christmas break. You know, it's—it it, it feels like it's coming back, and I guess it is a little bit with some of the characters going to GH, but it just doesn't feel like it's over. It's strange.
1: Yeah, I- you know, it is sort of strange too. There have been uh, in the past, I guess, last week or so, I was waiting for One Life to Live recaps to come in.
2: <laughs> exactly, I'm sure.
1: So I mean, my it's, whole it,
2: whole adult life has been spent. I mean, you know, we get into when you started watching. I can remember. I mean, I was not a soap fan. I mean, I came home from from school, and I wanted whatever I wanted on TV, and my mom fought me for the remote control, and she wanted to watch her shows. And and we actually had to come to a, you'll watch yours one day, I'll watch mine the next. And I can remember seeing, I think, uh, with One Life to Live, it was Mitch Lawrence was getting conked over the head with a candlestick. And I thought, whoa, what's this? And, and uh, I stuck with it. I wanted to know who did it. And next thing you know, they're they're traveling to Argentina, and Tina's going over this waterfall, and it it, it just appealed to me. I mean, I was one of those guys, you know, I, I the action, the adventure, the the location shoots, the campiness, uh, I just bought into that.
1: Well, you were mentioning Mitch Lawrence. I'm um, looking at you did a, a section for your favorite whodunits, mm-hmm. and there's a 1986 who killed Mitch Lawrence yeah. that you put in there. Now, That's you the know, one. let's let's do a wink and pretend that we don't know anything about soaps. So, Ryan, if Mitch was killed in 1986, how is it that he somehow showed up in the final week or so of One Life to Live? I don't understand. <laughs> well,
2: I guess I guess technically he was alive now, wasn't he? Um, I, I don't I am one of those people I know that people think that Mitch is one of the greatest villains ever I am one of the people who who believe that he should have stayed dead I think that just like Carlo Hesser I loved Carlo Hesser I loved Tom Christopher I think they made a mistake bringing him back I think once he came back I think once Mitch Lawrence came back both of those characters became too cartoonish uh, they were they lost what made them villains Um I kind of I kind of see the old cartoons where the villains kind of curling up the mustache. That's what I saw when they came back. Before that they were creepy, they were they, they had that they just had a different air to them that, that appealed to me and made them villainous. So I didn't like I, I think you should have stayed dead.
1: Well, I am about to pose on Twitter to find out who listeners think is the best villain of all time on One Life to Live. And folks can certainly call in 866-472-5788 and let us know. But before we came on the air, I posted something a little more, uh, I guess, polite and happy, asking folks to let me know who their favorite character is of all time. So while I'm reading over some of their tweets, I'm going to pose the same question to you. Ryan, who is maybe, you don't have to give just one, but who are some of your favorite characters in One Life to Live history?
2: You know, I, I hadn't really thought about it until I started writing the column for you. So when I started writing the column, this this common thread kept coming back to me. And it was Tina. I, I can say it. It's Tina. She, mm. um, when I watched in the 80s, she was in virtually every awesome storyline you know she she came back and interrupted Cord's wedding Uh, she you know she went over the waterfall she and Maria Roberts oh my god those were the most fantastic but like poorly acted I mean they were horrible but I loved them Maria gets this poison dumped on her and she had this horrible death scene that was the most pitiful acting ever but I rewatched those scenes probably 50 times She, Tina was just, you know, in every great story. And, and I look back to that and every actress that they put in Andrea Evans place did a, did a pretty good job, but nobody took that role to the heights that it got to except for Andrea Evans. So it has to be Tina. And I wouldn't have said that maybe a month ago, but, um, when I look back and I think, man, you know, a lot of what I liked involved Tina. So I would have to say Tina. I don't even hesitate now.
1: I think we have someone who agrees. We have uh, Enrique saying Tina Clayton, Lord Roberts, Roberts, Rogan Vickers, Lord <laughs> Roberts. Uh, I couldn't do that. Other... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to name those off.
2: But, but
1: uh, Let's see. Impressive. Who else do we have here? We have uh, you know, a lot of folks are having a hard time picking one. That doesn't really surprise me. We have uh, Reese Cup saying Todd Manning. Nancy D says Troy. We have... Uh, Megan
2: Gordon. I mean, come on now. Megan was awesome back in the day.
1: You know, it's it's fun to see this, and really, and hopefully during the course of the show, we'll find from people who've picked up all along. There's, certainly there are people who've watched One Life to Live who watched from the very beginning. There are folks who picked up recently. Uh, you know, it's it's always fun to find out what the storyline was, what the reason was for them getting hooked sure. in the first place. And you can sort of tell from all of this. So... In also, as a a preview to your column, since, again, I said I have it. No one else, I guess, does, and they'll be able to check out what's going on there. You picked some shocking moments. You actually did a a top ten list of sorts of some of the most shocking moments. And for me, for someone who only knows Jill Larson as Opal on All My Children, you mentioned her as Ursula Blackwell in A Bomb in A Wedding Cake. Didn't you tell me you haven't seen that? I don't think I have. I, oh, I you just, must I, YouTube it. Sure it's got to be on
2: YouTube somewhere. Oh, she was crazy. That was another Tina storyline. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Tina ended up... Uh, th- I'm not kidding. Tina ended up with Jill Larson, who played this crazy Ursula Blackwell. I remember uh, she was living with her father. Her father was in a wheel... Maybe it wasn't her father. I could be getting some of this wrong. But I thought it was her father living in this wheelchair. They were in this lighthouse. And till the story went, you realized that Ursula just wasn't wrapped right and the father goes off the lighthouse and now she has this grudge against Tina and she goes to jail she breaks out of jail, somehow chords in a WWF wrestling rink <laughs> with some of the people who broke out of jail it was it was so bad that it was fantastic. I mean you couldn't help love it
1: well the and then she news... ended up
2: putting this bomb in a wedding cake and Poor Steve Holden fell victim to that. Uh, it, was, it was just That's unbelievable.
1: Wonderful. I just wonderful I, for I, me because I found it. it is on YouTube. I'll be watching that after the show or during a commercial break, one or the other. But before we – I know that you have to go in a couple of minutes, Ryan, but let's bring on another fan to find out some of their favorite villains and all of that other nature. We're going to go to New Jersey and take a call from Charlie. Charlie, welcome to Soap Central Live.
3: Dan, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I've got a story here that is unbelievable regarding my being a fan of One Life. First of all, I started watching it when I was six years old with my mother, back when we grew up in Long Island. Been a fan a long time. There's so many storylines I could talk about. I mean, I think the writing and the storylines the last year or two were probably the best ever. Mm -hmm. And very creative, and they were very not predictable. Back in 1984, I had met two actors at a hockey game from One Life to Live, and it so happens one of the actors lived by, lived in the town where my cousin was the chief of police. So I happened to go to the studio one day, introduce myself, he let me come in. So, and then also I went on the uh, set one time as a guest, and I wanted to be an actor. I mean that show got me interested in being an actor, so I got friendly with some people. I used to hang out at the bar that a lot of the actors used to go to and the stage managers. Eventually, my dream came true back in 1988. I was on two episodes of One Life to Live as an extra, and I did some other stuff, too. And I still have friendships with some of those people, not the actors so much, but like the background people, the stage managers to this day. And i got to tell you, the One Life to Live is a big part of my life, and... Uh, I don't think we've seen the last of it yet. I, something's going to happen within the next six months. I don't know what, but I think collectively we'll be back on some capacity. Tell me, so tell me, what do you think about what I just said? Uh,
1: it's amazing. You know, I, I, It's it's fun when people get to have that, that aspect to, to be able to experience it. I think that there are so many soap fans with millions and millions and millions of soap fans who never had the opportunity to maybe even meet any of the stars of the show. So I always like to have people tell their stories of when they've been on set or when they've been an extra and sort of, you know, let the fans know that what they were seeing, that family that they saw on screen wasn't just make believe in the sense that they were fictional. They really were a real life family in
3: real life And I want to tell you another thing, uh, you know, I uh when I was, you know, going through my acting classes, this one person I also knew in background would let me watch the tapings, not on the set, but also downstairs in the actor's lounge. And I got friendly with a few of the people that way. You know, you have to be kind of, like, casual about it. You can't be, like, a, you know, like a fan. you got to be kind of cool about it. But i got to tell you, it was a great experience. Uh, one Life to Live, I think, is the best show that was on TV, and they were voted. One out of ten out of the ten top shows up all of all the television this year. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. That's never mm-hmm. happened before.
1: Well, I think that there are so many people. I'm looking at the, the lineup here of folks who are waiting to call in. And, Charlie, I think that you've hit on something, and I bet a lot of people agree with that. So I'm going to thank you for calling in, and I'm going to move on to some of the other callers, if that's okay with you.
3: Okay, Dan. Have a great night, and thanks for letting me speak.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Charlie. Ryan, I know you have a quick go, but I'm going to let you have one last word before you go. What was the hardest part of writing your final Two Scoops
2: column? Forgetting something. You know, that's what it was. You know, when I was finishing writing it and thinking I had it done and sending it to you, I looked at it and I thought, where is Dorian? Like, how can I not talk about Dorian? Or, you know, I had to throw in a reference. Or Todd. Or, you know, there were so many things. And I thought, this show... Had so many great things that to I mean, I mean even for as long as I made it, I still could have made it twice as long because you you always forgot like it was just always one more thing like oh yeah that moment how can you not mention that moment or that character because there were so many of them it was yeah. it, it was hard it was hard
1: yeah I had the same issue with the uh, from the final all my children column it was the same sort of thing you don't want to slight anyone you don't want to forget anyone and then afterwards when it's done said and posted and you you remember something you don't want anyone to possibly think that you it was an intentional oversight that's exactly right well i know that i've enjoyed the column i know everybody else out there who's going to read it is going to enjoy it as well lots of top 10 lists and that'll be posted as i said it'll be posted sunday afternoon for next week ryan i want to thank you for being a part of our one life to live tribute
2: awesome dan you are the man i appreciate uh, the opportunity to call in and to write the column because that uh, that was a great way for me to kind of cap everything and say goodbye and kind of put a period at the end of it but i agree with charlie i don't i don't think that uh, we've seen the last of this i think that we'll see it whether it's a hybrid on gh or it it it's its own show somewhere else i i think it it will see it again
1: again uh, nothing would make me happier and i know that there are millions of other people out there who that would be exactly what they want to see so
2: thanks so All much, right. Ryan. you betcha have a good show
1: dan thanks okay. bye bye we have a whole bunch of callers we're going to try to go through as many as possible we have nelly from virginia nelly welcome to soap central live hi dan how are you today i'm good so let me get your background when did you start watching one life to live
0: i started watching one life to live around 2009
1: Okay. What got you hooked?
0: Um, What probably got me hooked was the whole Rex and Stacy and Gigi storyline.
1: So I'm imagining the fact that they were able to get married in the end probably made you very happy. Yes. All right, so through that, through 2009 to 2012, there was a whole lot of stuff that's gone on. Is there anything in there, maybe not related to Remix and Gigi per se, that stands out to you as your favorite moment or the most memorable storyline?
0: I think probably the most memorable storyline would have to be the Jack and Shane bullying.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that spoke to a lot of people that, uh, you know, you could sort of substitute whatever was going on in your life for what was going on in the show. And I think that, you know, so many people have, have spoken up about that, that it uh, that it either changed their lives or it maybe opened their eyes to realize that what they were doing to somebody else was sort of bullying. Did we lose you? Are you still there, Nellie? Oh,
0: I'm still here.
1: Okay. So let me ask you again. Uh, we seem to have two callers now who think that one life to live will be back in some way, shape, or form. What do you think? Are you optimistic?
0: I I really do hope that it does somehow in some form of way come back. I, I do think it's going to come back. I don't think they could just have the whole general hospital thing without having something else.
1: Okay. Well, hopefully that will be the case. And I want to thank you for calling in and being a part of the show.
0: Thank you, Dan.
1: Thanks, Nellie. Uh, We were mentioning, for those of you who are listening along and you hear the the reference of General Hospital, for those of you out there who maybe don't know, there is going to be a crossover storyline where some of the characters from One Life to Live pop up on General Hospital. Kristen Alderson starts on General Hospital. She played Star. She's been a guest here on the show a whole bunch of times. The week of February 20th, then the following week, she'll be joined by her on-screen mom and dad, Roger Howarth and Cassie Depiva. And then sometime in March, we haven't figured out quite just yet when, John McBain, played by Michael Eaton, will be popping up. Now, it only looks like Star will be sticking around for the longer term, so don't expect to see uh, Todd and Blair for more than a couple of episodes, but that could always change. And coming up later in the show, I'll be telling you where you can find some of your other favorite one life to live stars popping up in primetime and on stage again if you'd like to be a part of today's show you can call in 866-472-5788 and you can also follow along on twitter it's soap central live i'm going to be going back there reading some of your comments when we bring on our next caller who is john from connecticut john welcome to soap central live
4: how are you i'm good how are you good i'm disappointed the show is gone dan i miss it (laughs)
1: A lot of people do. What is the the thing you miss most about One Life to Live?
4: Just the whole – everybody. Everybody on the show. Vicky, Dorian, Clint, everybody.
1: Well, let me ask you this, since you're talking about what you're going to miss. Were there any characters that you absolutely loved to hate? Maybe characters that you were cursing at your television screen and couldn't wait for them to go, but still secretly loved them.
4: Like, like Mitch Lawrence, I love the actor, but he was so bad. And I loved Robin Strasser, even though Dorian kind of got me every once in a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let yeah. me find out quickly, because uh, I want to make sure that we get to as many callers as possible. When did sure. you start watching?
4: Well, I started watching it when I was about 14 when it first came on, and I've been a huge fan of Agnes Nixon ever since I was 12. And then I kind of watched it back and forth between that and As the World Turns. And then when As the World Turns went off, I went over to One Life to Live altogether. But I sort of kept up with the show, too.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, in all of you mentioned being a fan of Agnes Nixon. Uh, yeah. What about Agnes Nixon, for folks maybe who aren't familiar with her work, what about Agnes Nixon really sort of drew you in?
4: Her storylines, her characters, everything she does is great. And I would love to write her, but do, do you know where I can do that?
1: If you go over to SoapCentral.com, click on Feedback and submit an email. This is not just for you, this is for anyone who's listening. And uh, submit your request. We can make sure that you get an appropriate uh, address that you can send all of your stuff to. I don't want to give it on air because I don't know it off the top of my head, but I can certainly okay. get it to you that way.
4: But if I go to Feedback...
1: Yes. Just fill in the your name, your email address, what you're looking for, what you'd like to do, and I'll make sure that you get a response telling you what you need to do.
4: Okay, great. Thank you, Dan.
1: you. Thank you, you so want to much, co- John.
4: Yeah, anytime you want to co-host, let me know. I'd love to do it with you. You're the, <laughs> you're the, luckiest, the... <laughs> you're the luckiest guy to get to talk to all these great people.
1: Well, the... it's not just the famous people that are great. It's the callers like yourself that are great, too. So thank you so much for calling in, John. Thank you. Bye-bye. We are going to go to New York. We're sort of staying here on the East Coast. I guess it's because it's Friday and everybody is out of work here on the East. To Melissa. Melissa, welcome to Subcentral Live. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. I have to ask. Let's do the favorite character. Who's your favorite One Life to Live character of all time?
0: Jessica McChicabin and Erin Dorby.
1: Okay. So you're you're going back a little. bit, I remember. Yes,
5: yeah, she was actually my idol growing up.
1: So okay. Uh, so what is your favorite Jessica storyline?
0: My favorite Jessica storyline has to be the pregnancy storyline, and every time that she sang on the show.
1: Ah, uh, very nice. Okay. So uh, do you enjoy – One Life to Live has had a lot of musical aspects, whether it was character singing or special guests. Are there any other maybe musical moments that stand out in your mind, maybe a favorite guest that was on the show?
0: Definitely Kelly Missile, every time she sang on the show as well.
1: Well, That's great. So let me find out from you. I'm going to ask everyone. Do you think that One Life to Live will be back in some way, shape, or form again? I
0: can't say, because I'm not really sure, but I hope so, for the sake of the other fans.
1: Okay, well, I want to thank you for calling in, Melissa, and hopefully you'll listen to the rest of the show.
0: Thank you very much. Have a good night.
1: You too. Bye. We're going down south now. We're going to Devante in Louisiana. Welcome to Central Live, Devante. Hi, Dan. How are you? you? I'm doing good. So you have to give me your 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 history, your storyline, your pedigree. When did you start watching One Life to Live, and what was it that got you hooked?
5: Uh, I started watching One Life to Live in uh, like around late 2006, early 2007. Okay. And what got me hooked, like I used to watch Young and the Restless for a long, long time before that, and what got me hooked, I would have to say, was Jessica and Todd. they their two storylines. Those two characters stand, stood out to me.
1: Okay, so now I think you probably have to know that some viewers have a love-hate relationship with Todd. What about Todd? Is something that? Uh, why do you like Todd? Let's just put it right out there. No,
5: oh, no, I, I didn't. I, no, I didn't like Todd. I hated Todd.
1: Oh,
6: okay.
5: I hated Todd. I, I hated Todd, but see the thing is, I hated Todd, but I love Tess. I love Tess so much. Like I like Tess better than I like Jessica.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So, well, then we've got Jess and Tess and Bess and Wes and Mess. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Were you, uh-huh. you familiar when you joined? Were you familiar with the Vicky Nicky aspect of the show, or was that new to you at the time?
5: That was, the, the whole DID storyline was new to me, and I found it so fascinating. I think, but I think like, the Je- Jessica kind of, like, brought me in, but the DID storyline is what made me fade and keep on watching it.
1: Have you gone on to the YouTube and Googled any of the old Vicky Nicky stories? Yes,
5: I, I have. I have Googled <laughs> Vicky Nikki, Tommy Tori, Princess, all of them. I would have to say my favorite of I mean, Vicky's personalities would be Tommy. Like you ain't gonna hate Vicky. I just love Tommy so much.
1: Okay, so let me see. Let me see. What about villains? Are there any villains that uh, you secretly liked?
5: I mean, any villains that I secretly like other than Tess? Um...
1: I don't know that I would call uh, Tess a villain. Tess was maybe misunderstood.
5: Maybe misunderstood. I think that's why I liked her, because she wasn't necessarily a villain. Um, I, I don't think there's any villains that I secretly like. Maybe Roger Hawthorne's Todd. I, I, it's kind of a lovely relationship with him. Okay. Like, well, I, love I, like that he's, him. I love that he's back. I love Roger Hawthorne, but just Todd, like, the stuff that he did killing, well, we all know that he didn't kill Victor because of the final cliffhanger, but, you know
1: but I just don't do like we? that. Now, do we? Do we know that that wasn't going to be an evil twin, not who we think it was? I guess we won't know for a while. We won't
5: know, but I'm I'm hoping One Life to come, comes back. And I want to share a little part of my story with you. I started watching One Life to Live, all the soaps because of my grandmother. And two years ago, my mom died, and like my grandmother got really depressed, and she kind of stopped talking. So I started watching One Life to Live with her, and when I was watching the soap with her, those are the moments that she would talk, she would laugh. So, when One Life to Live got canceled, that kind of took away one of those moments where we're good to talk and laugh with each other and it would be like the old days.
1: Hmm. Have you been able to find anything else to maybe, uh, bring her some of that happiness again?
5: Well, we still watch, like, Kingdom of the Restless and Days of Our Lives and, um General Hospital together. But One Life to Live was, like, my all-time favorite. So, it's just like kind of like a blow to me that i
1: can't share that with her anymore well i don't necessarily know that that's totally true I mean, you can certainly maybe get some episodes and, and have them downloaded and and yeah. maybe burn them to a dvd and watch it but let me just ask you is it it wasn't just one life to live it was the whole aspect of watching it with her i'm guessing it
5: was the whole yeah it was the aspect of watching it with her and i just like I said, One Life to Live was my all-time favorite. I, I just got hooked on it. Even I was straight away from, like, maybe watching Days of Our Lives the General oh, Hospital, oh, A Young and the Restless, like... like, it, so, Seldomly, but I never stopped watching One Life to Live. Never stopped. Like, from 2007 to the finale, I never missed... I might have missed, like, one episode
6: in four years. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> That's an impressive track. Well, here's what, you know, what you can do. Just keep talking about One Life to Live... Keep letting people know about One Life to Live. Share your stories. Let people know, you know, how this was something that you and your grandmother bonded to. And hopefully, as you've heard a lot of folks on the show are saying that we they don't think we've seen the last of One Life to Live. So hopefully, maybe sometime soon, you and your grandmother will have something to sit in front of the TV and watch together again.
5: I really, really hope we haven't seen One Life to Live. When One Life to Live, but in the last show, like if you would have told me I would have cried because the show that I canceled, I would have told you you're a liar. <laughs> but
0: just
5: uh, the, the view tribute and the uh, final episode, I was calling like a baby.
1: Well, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Hopefully, you'll be crying tears of joy sometime soon. And uh, again, thank you so much for calling I in. Wanted
5: to, I wanted to ask you, Did, did, did oh, do we know sorry. anything about Prospect Park? Uh, are they doing anything?
1: No. Uh, and I, <laughs> I, probably, I should have probably given a more diplomatic answer. Uh, as of right now, there is nothing being officially stated. Uh, the they, last official confirmation that they have is that the things were suspended. So stay tuned. There are some rumblings uh-huh. that there's some stuff in the works.
5: Okay, and I have one more question, then I'll let you go. Did, uh, did, did NBC make an offer and ABC turned him down? Because I heard that too.
1: Again, it's one of those he said, she says, uh, neither ABC nor NBC will comment officially, and everybody has a different sort of uh, announcement. I think that some of that may be wishful thinking.
5: Yeah.
1: Okay. Are we done? We're done with the question and answer section of the show? Yeah, we're
6: done. All
1: right. Thanks, Devante, for calling in. Thank you. Bye. We have another Ryan. This is a different Ryan, I assure you, from Georgia. Ryan, welcome to Soap Central Live.
7: Hello. Uh My name is actually uh Brian.
1: Oh, it's Brian? Well, okay. I'm yeah, so sorry. I'm reading my little call sheet here. I apologize for that. Ryan, well, what is your favorite one life to live story of all time?
7: Uh, well, you know, there were so many. Um, uh, you know, the the... Tess and Nash, you know, that was, uh, they were uh, a great couple on there, and that was a good storyline with, you know, Jessica playing Tess and Bess and, you know, so many other characters and stuff, and then, um, but, you know, I think one of my all-time favorite storylines would have to be the adventures of uh, Todd and Bo. You know, Todd always running from Bo, and Bo locking Todd up in jail, and then Todd escaping, and. You know, I think I I, I think that that's been my all time favorite storyline on there was just seeing them go back and forth and you know Bo always going after Todd and you know Todd always getting away.
1: Well, here's the question on that: Did you want uh, Todd to get out of trouble, or did you? Were you a viewer who wanted to see him get what was coming to him?
7: Oh, I wanted I, I wanted Todd to get out of trouble because he was he was really good at it and uh, he was just uh, he was just a fun character to watch and uh he really he, he really uh livened up the show along with every other cast member that was on there, you know. I mean, it was just an awesome show altogether. And uh actually about I think it was about two weeks ago I called in to a show and uh Kristen Alderson was on there and uh she was talking and uh she was discussing that um actually that when when uh, they take the scene of Todd and Blair where they were crying on the, you know, toward the last episode, that she actually didn't see that scene filmed. The last scene that she filmed was actually with Cole when she was telling Cole goodbye. And, you know, she told him she loved him. And she said that that was why, that you know, it was so special to her and that's why she was crying because that was actually her last scene That was actually filmed for "One Life to Live," even though the other scenes aired after that.
1: Well, our last caller, Devante, admitted that he cried at the end of the show when it went off the air. Were there any tears in your household?
7: Uh, Yes, actually, there was the uh, the episode before the finale. You know, we cried when uh, Star and Hope, you know, went out the door and waved goodbye, and uh, when Rex and Gigi. You know, told everybody goodbye and uh, Shane and uh, it, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for me to believe, you know, that uh, ABC could, you know, take One Life to Live off the air and all my children and replace it with the reality stuff that's on there right now because it's, it's just stupid. I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, people that worked their butts off for years, you know, One Life to Live and all my children and you know, and then they just get their jobs taken out from under them for a cooking show and an exercise show. I mean, I think it's a disgrace, you know, because there's millions of fans out there that really love watching and enjoyed it, and you know, like the last caller said, you know, I grew up, uh, and when when I grew up in uh, elementary school, going to elementary school, I watched One Life to yeah. Live, and I watched one my grandmother, and you know, then I watched. You know, now I was watching with my mom, and uh you know, it, it was it was one of the greatest shows on TV. And you know, uh the 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 strange thing about it is, you know, I heard you say something earlier on about the WWF wrestling ring. Well, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan, but when it came to One Life to Live, One Life to Live was you know was above wrestling to me because One Life to right. Live was the greatest show on TV.
1: Well, let me ask you before I let you go, are you as optimistic as some of the other callers that One Life to Live will be back in some way shape, or form?
7: Uh, I, I don't really know because, you know, the whole Prospect Park deal fell through and, but, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, that another network will pick it up, but I'm just wondering though, you know, if it comes back, how will they get all the cast members back? Because I heard something about, um, order James going to a pilot on the CW, and then I heard about Nora going to Bowden uh, Beautiful. So, I mean, how will they get all the, you know, that
1: food, is you know? the dilemma. So, we don't have any of those answers quite yet, but hopefully, we'll have some more. So, I want to thank you for calling in. I've got a couple more callers I want to make sure we get to before the end of the show, but thanks for sharing okay. your One Life okay. to Live memories. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. We have been talking about some of these other stars who are going elsewhere. Let me give you some of the more uh, information on that. Eileen Kristen will guest star in the Wednesday, February 8th episode of Law and Order: SUV. She's going to be playing the estranged mother of a troubled young man. The episode will also feature Harry Connick Jr. and Miranda Lambert. Again, that's Wednesday, February 8th. Don't worry, we'll be tweeting you some reminders as we get closer. And Robin Strasser, who has been a guest here on Soap Central Live, she'll be appearing in the new rotation of cast of the theater production, Love, Loss, What I Wore. She'll be on from February 1st through February 26th. You can get more information on that at SoapCentral.com as well. We're going to bring in another one of our Two Scoops columnists, who is who actually her column is, I believe, online... Right now, or maybe it was last week. Well, you know what? We'll just get to her. Dawn, welcome to Soap Central Live. Now, don't be shy, Dawn. I know you're there. Welcome to Soap Central I'm Live. Here. <laughs> there I'm you here. are. Good. Okay. So, everyone knows well, maybe they don't, but we'll tell them now you're a two scoops columnist for soapcentral.com. I have to ask you, um, you know, chatting with you online, I know that the last column was really difficult for you. What was going through your mind as you were writing? that final two scoops column.
0: I couldn't believe it was the last one. I've been doing it for 10 years, and it just seems surreal that there wouldn't be another column to write. And it's also partially denial that the show is over, because that's hard to believe, too.
1: So the, the good thing, or the bad thing, I guess, as it were, is there was a lot of really good stuff in the past in that last two weeks of shows to certainly write about, not just your your farewell column, but even the last show, the last column based on the weeks of show. I mean, we had people popping in and out of jail, people getting shot, people dying, people coming back. I mean, it was everything that you could ask for and more. It was had to have been really easy to write that column, I'd imagine.
0: Oh, it was. I mean, over the last 10 years, there have been weeks when there hasn't been much to write about. And the last couple, there was just so much to write about like Ryan said, I didn't want to leave anything out, so I had to be careful and really go over things many times.
1: <laughs> so, has been that there were some hard columns to write, and you were writing for ten years, is there any one column that sticks out in your mind as the hardest column to write, other than maybe the last column that you had to write?
0: In terms of material, it mm-hmm. was anything during the Santee years. I just had nothing during that time. Chico <laughs> Chico Chico.
1: I knew we'd get to mention Tico Santi somewhere along the line. It must be I mean, he's not gone. The story was
0: so terrible I just I couldn't even bring myself to the computer sometimes to type about it. So <laughs> I was very happy when he died though. I think that was one of my favorite columns looking back.
1: Do you remember your first column, what was maybe going on ten years ago in Story?
0: Yes, I do. It was called, there's that word again, and it was about when Nora was interrogating Lindsay on the witness stand for murdering Colin, and then, of course, Nora realized later that she herself was the murderer, and she was true, so fashioned, but that was my very first column.
1: Nora had a lot of courtroom revelations over the years. When we first met her, she had a revelation during the rape trial, then we had that she was a murderer, a whole lot of stuff, but at least... She, at the end of the, the show, she got a happy ending.
0: Oh, definitely. And I burst into tears when she and Bo said goodbye at the very end of the last episode. That was just amazing. It was well acted. It was so full of emotion. And I'm glad they got their happy ending because they've really been through the ringer in the last 10 years.
1: Well, let me, while we're talking, we'll have some other folks who have some thoughts, maybe on Bo and Nora, maybe on some other stuff. We're going to go to Kentucky and take a call from Teresa. Teresa, welcome to Central Live.
6: Thank you for having me. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Oh, no. No. Hello? Yes, hello. Yes, oh, yes. Are you-
6: what?
1: <laughs> Did we... lose Is- you? Are you still there? Well we just dropped hopefully hopefully teresa is okay hopefully that no 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 wasn't something bad 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 uh teresa if you are able to call back in you can certainly do so we'll love to talk to you uh, and hopefully like i said that everything is okay so john we're going to go back to you really quickly since the twitter the twitter folks are going crazy uh what is maybe your favorite villain of all time
0: Ooh. I would say it would be Todd in the early years, back during the rape trial and when he was terrorizing Nora at the beach house. And then for a female villain, I would go with Lindsay Rappaport because I really hated her for a while, but I loved her too. So those two are the best in my mind.
1: I believe we have Teresa back. Let's find out. Teresa, are you there? Hi,
6: Teresa. Yes, I'm here.
1: Okay, great. We're making sure that everything is okay. Who? We're talking about villains. Do you have a favorite One Life to Live villain of all time?
6: Um, I think my favorite villain would have to be Mitch Lawrence.
1: Seems um, to be a popular I choice.
6: I don't really consider. My favorite character of all time has to be Todd Manning because, you know, Roger Howard is the best actor in the history of um, soap operas, in my opinion. But I don't really consider him a villain necessarily, but, although he's done quite a few bad things. Um and i'm I'm not really considering him a um, a real villain,
1: you know there are some people out there who would consider him a villain,
6: <laughs> yeah, I understand that but I um I don't think he is what um over the past few years, I don't think he would be considered a villain. He started off as a villain, but it's he's changed a lot yeah, I he's not a good guy, but he's not he's not a villain anymore.
1: Okay, well, let's do something on a uh, different sort of note. Do you have a favorite romantic moment, favorite maybe love story of all time?
6: Yes, I do, and I'm glad you asked me that. My favorite couple and my favorite romantic story on there was Todd and Taya. My, My very favorite romantic moment is when he's freaking out about Star going over to Blair's house for the very first time. She's never been out of his house before. And he grabs her arms. She puts her on her hand on his shoulder. He um he grabs her arms, turns around and hugs her. And just the look on his face, you can just tell that he is just glad that she's there, and that she cares about him. And he she was there for him. And the very first kiss was the very best kiss I've ever seen anybody do in like in all the years I've watched soaps.
1: Oh, I guess I'm going back to YouTube to watch that as well. You guys are giving me homework assignments to make sure I I remember all of this stuff freshly. So, Teresa, I want to thank you for calling back and for being a part of the show.
6: Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye. So, Dawn, she's mentioned, you heard Teresa mention this kiss, the best kiss in in the history of daytime, according to her. Do you have a favorite romantic storyline?
0: Oh, Bo and Nora, for sure. I I knew the answer
1: to that. I, I mean, a close I knew the second to would
0: that. be Max and Luna, though. I know they were a long time ago, but I really loved how Luna was a good influence on Max, and it was just a beautiful story. And I'm very sad that they didn't bring Max back for the finale somehow to reunite with Angel Luna. I think that was a mistake.
1: I was actually uh, just going to ask that, ask how you felt about Luna returning. I mean, was it a situation for you where you would rather not have had Luna return at all without Max, or is that maybe going a little too far?
0: No, I'm glad we got to see Luna. She was a big part of the show. I just think that, especially since they also brought back Angel Gabrielle, they should have had Max connect with them in some kind of way because he was a big person in both of their lives, and they were both big love stories, and they were just kind of glossed over in the final episodes but I'm glad we got to see both
1: of those characters. Well, I am looking here just to make sure your final One Life to Live, Two Scoops column is actually posted right now. So folks who want to read it can go to soapcentral.com, navigate to the One Life to Live section, and you'll see the Two Scoops link. It's called The End of an Era. Thanks, One Life to Live. And I want to thank you, Dawn, for being a part of the show, but not just for that, but for 10 years of some amazing two scoops columns
0: well thank you for having me for 10 years it's been really fun
1: well we'll talk online we're not going to let the one life to live end for now uh, end our conversation so I'll see you online after the show all right sounds good bye bye we are going to go back to the phone lines and take some more calls we have maybe about seven minutes left in the show so we're gonna try to speed through these and go to New York we have William William welcome to Soap Central live
7: Hello. I have two quick questions. I know you're running out of time, but they're inter- interconnected.
1: That's uh, fine. We always have time for you, William. How are you?
7: Uh, well, my question, two part question is, uh, Meredith, Vicky's sister, was killed off in a hostage situation in 1973. Why they ever killed her off, I don't know. And then because, and, and after that, they, you know, dreamed up I don't know how many different illegitimate half happen- siblings of Vicki's, you know, yeah, I can I, I I count Tony and Victor and Todd. How many have, how many illegitimate kids did Victor have? And why do they kill off Meredith in 1973? Then Benish, who was married to Larry Wallach at the time.
1: Those are my questions. I don't, yeah. know, I don't like that we have these question and answers. Uh, I should be the one asking questions. You know, I don't know. That's one of those things, William, that uh I'm sure I mean you're talking a while ago. I wonder if a lot of that had to do with the same thing now where soap fans see a character leave or or get killed off and they don't quite understand why. If a lot of it is contract talks or you know other squabbles. But you know, you are one of the things that you said that in that that made me think, it reminds me when there was some sort of that the contract flap with Phil Carey when they decided to kill off Asa and then you have a situation where a couple of years later the actor died in real life and you know it makes me wonder if certain things need to be done not every time that there's a contract dispute or not every time that uh, a storyline is coming to an end does someone necessarily have to be killed off because then in some situations they bring the characters back and say they weren't killed and then in others you have a situation where you can't bring the character back because unfortunately you've lost the actor in real life. So I don't necessarily know that I have an answer for that, but I'm going to let the folks on Twitter tweet those in, and if I hear anything from them, I'll pass it along to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, William. Bye-bye. Bye. We have a couple of more callers here. We're still staying in New York. We have Matt. Matt, welcome to Soap Central Live.
8: Hey, Dan, here we are again with another cancellation.
1: Ah, uh, I don't know that, uh, I, I don't know that I can handle many more of these. <laughs> the, the <classes laughs> I only about three years choices.
8: ago we had eight soaps. I have just a couple comments on the run out of time and I actually do have a question for you, but my couple comments were One Life to Live is, is one, not just one, but a very uh, special soap that I think really hit on a lot of emotions. And I actually, I'm not a big cry person, but One Life to Live actually drew me to tears. Almost twenty years ago, when they killed Megan, and it was probably the most well acted and poignant scene of her deathbed scene that I was—I was, I was literally crying. It was terrible. It yeah. was—I mean, even when I watch it now, if you watch it on YouTube, if anybody watches it and doesn't cry, oh my god, there's something wrong with them.
1: It's funny, Matt. We've got this. Is like. Uh... I know. Guy's anonymous here. Every guy who's called in has talked about crying. This is, you know. <laughs> Listen,
8: I know. And then also, it it disturbed it 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 the rape scene. Marty's rape. That whole entire episode was one of the most disturbing shows I've ever watched. It was. It. I still remember it to this day. I mean, that was over tw- almost twenty years ago too, and it was just like the power of of things on soaps. People have no idea how much power. They
1: have. Hmm. Yeah, I think that people do sort of discount soaps a lot. I mean, I've seen it over the 17 years that I've been doing this, even before then. Uh, you know, people are just quick to dismiss sort of everything. So you yeah. mentioned you had a question, and since we're taking here, and I'm going to let it, you ask. It
8: involves soap, um, soap classics. I don't know in terms of the licensure. Is there any way that soap classics could look at past episodes of One Life to Live, or is that totally locked up by ABC? Uh,
1: I don't necessarily know that I have the exact. Let me rephrase that. I don't know that I'm allowed to give an answer to that. uh, (laughs) I know that the arrangement that's currently in place is just with Procter and Gamble. Right. Uh, I I don't necessarily know that I can say that they've they've tried for anything anyone else's. uh, stuff i mean procter and gamble has oodles and oodles of stuff just on their own
2: yeah Uh, as
1: to why someone whether it be abc or some other entity hasn't decided to capitalize on the popularity of the soaps now release dvds right i don't know Uh, and i I would imagine you know as we sort of move closer to the the anniversary of the cancellation announcements and all of that other stuff i would think that we're going to hear something more whether it's uh, you know, a compilation of a couple of episodes right. or maybe something online, I wouldn't think that ABC would completely say goodbye to them forever. So I hope not. not really an answer, Matt, but it's as, as best of an answer as I can give you.
8: Okay, and a word of warning for you, Ursula Blackwell ain't no Opal Corden, so be prepared.
1: <laughs> I, I was listening to the the, I, the YouTube thing was playing in the back as I was trying to talk, and I had to quick push the mute button. Listen, uh, she I'm was not really nuts. anxious.
8: She was nuts. So just be be forewarned.
1: Well, I see. I like this. I'm going to maybe get a slice of cake and, and watch the cake blow up scene. So <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, Matt. No problem. Take care. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. Uh, we are just about out of time for our special fan call-in tribute show here to One Life to Live on Soap Central Live. Uh, I know that there are still some folks who are saying on Twitter that they would have liked to have called in but couldn't today. We are probably going to do another tribute show. We'll do a combination of All My Children and One Life to Live coming up in February. I promised the All My Children fans that we would do another one, and I know a lot of folks watch both soaps. So it would be a great way to spend an hour talking about some of those soaps, and you know what? Maybe we'll even open it up and allow some of our As the World Turns and Guiding Light fans to join in because we can't forget about them. They also miss their favorite soaps. Coming up next week, it's something a little different. We're going to be doing a special show on web soaps. We're going to have some of your favorite web soap creators here on the show to talk about what's different about creating a web soap as opposed to maybe an online uh, television rather soap. We're going to talk to someone who's creating a new web soap and all the challenges that they've had So far, it'll be a very interesting hour, as I know that a lot of you have tuned in now to some of the web soaps like Pretty, like Anacostia, like, uh, you know, many other shows that are out there because we are trying to fill a void now that we don't have one life to live and all my children. Uh, You've heard River Ridge. Uh, River Ridge was on, I think, two weeks or so ago. We talked about the big premiere. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. I hope that you'll join me then on another edition of Soap Central Live.